0: Welcome to Chai Pe where we have conversations on personal finance among four NRI professionals working at tech firms. Think of these like water cooler chats you have at the office. Only this time, you will have Ishaan, Madhvesh, Rohit and Siddharth as colleagues you will be listening into. Before we get started, a quick disclaimer. We are not financial experts. The content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Always consult with a qualified financial professional if you need financial advice.
1: Great. Uh, welcome everyone to another episode of Chai Pe Kharcha. I'm your host Rohit and with me today we have Siddharth, Ishan, and Madhvesh, and a very special guest today, we want to welcome Avinash Mehta. He is a certified investment professional based out of Nagpur, India. He is founder of Big Capita and specializes in advising uh, NRIs. He has been uh, leading his own firm for the last five and a half years, and before that, he also worked with Axis Bank as a private wealth manager for ultra-high network clients, And he has completed his PGDM in finance from IMD Ghaziabad. Welcome, Avinash.
2: Yes, thank you so much. Awesome.
1: Great to have you. As as, uh, we were talking earlier, uh, what we try to do in this podcast is bring a layman perspective and an expert perspective together on different topics that might be of interest to NRIs specifically, but to the broader community in general as well we keep it very interactive, very lightweight. Hindi, English, everything goes. We'll talk about a few very interesting topics today. We'll ask questions and we'll rely on your expertise and your experience to help us learn a little bit about investments and about how to manage your money, how to manage finances and any anything that we can learn from you or any questions that you might have for us in terms of how we do things on our side and <laughs> Maybe what are we doing right and what are we doing wrong. So I'm really looking forward to the conversation. Let's let's just learn about you individually, Avinash. Tell us a little bit about what you have been doing, your own investment journey and your history of running your own advisory firm.
2: Yeah, so I have been investing since I was in IMT ghaziabad Because I heard that Ki usi ko implement if you do it in live markets. I think the learning is better. So that is how it all started. It was developed and subsequently I ended in a bank. Spent one and a half years there in wealth management division called Burgundy. So the experience there was that the advisory that a bank does or the, you know, that is there. I think that if you manage someone else's wealth privately versus if you manage someone else's wealth in a bank, there's a huge difference in terms of The advice that is there. So subsequently I left Access Bank and started my own firm Big Capital. It's been around five and a half years now. So I have been fortunate enough to get associated with investors across geographies, across you know, different professions, across different cultures. So it has been learning in a sense. Five and a half years learning, and hopefully learning And it's been a fulfilling experience in terms that I can now suggest and you know help with solutions that. I think is correct for the investor rather than somebody else pushing me to push a particular product because that is the truth, yeah. right? nobody can deny that. Bank, okay, there are specific targets and stuff, so it happens, it is fine. But here yeah, I have that freedom that whatever I advise and whatever I find good for the investor yeah. in all terms, be it liquidity, tax, net, etc, right. other aspects, I will suggest to the investor that then it is the investor's discretion how to proceed and what to do. But I have a mental piece on my side that I am suggesting the right product to the investor.
1: No, I, yeah, yeah. I think mm. I think uh, that distinction has come up a couple of times on our podcast earlier, and I, I definitely find value in engaging. Like I've myself worked with advisors who are independent versus you know wealth managers and. Uh, relationship managers who are part of like a private bank or some other institution and the experience that I've personally received in terms of quality of advice in terms of just like the general sales pitches that you end up getting ultimately I think there's a big big gap there so let me let me start this by asking you a little bit about who should engage with an advisor and how do you even find a good advisor because as you as you just called out, almost market may koi be as a advisor, as a wealth manager, project. Kar sakta hai. They might be a salesperson under the guise of a wealth manager, they might be a true blue genuine wealth manager who's really trying to help the client. but as an individual, it's very hard for me to distinguish between them. So an advisor and what are the parameters on which I should be able to judge Kikoi advisor atcha? Yeah,
2: so this is a very standard question it is tough. it is tough to find a good advisor whom you can trust and have comfort and with your money. So there are some basic aspects evaluate probably that you know you asked that who should offer an advisor so somebody. Who wants to structure his finances? And by structuring, I mean because I have seen a lot of investors who have random investments here and there. They don't even know. That is the very basic of financial planning. Even HNIs need financial planning. It is not like ultra HNIs for financial planning. The uh, degree of planning and the aspects of planning will differ. So, somebody who needs financial structuring, in essence, should go to a financial advisor. Now, who should be his or her financial advisor? It depends that the investors should check what is knowledge based across assets, across geographies and across the currency market and everything. Because in isolation, you cannot say, ki, I just understand Indian markets and I, he, you know, I am a good advisor. Because today, in today's times, markets are globalized, just like is are globalized. So, if if something happens in, let's say, Bitcoin, the equity markets here get rolled. So you cannot distinguish and say that Bitcoin is not I understand only India, I don't understand Singapore. So I have heard one year of podcast earlier, Aditi, I would like to, be, to differ with her. Ki ek, as in she said, Ki India has knowledge, hai, but that is not true. You should have knowledge across the globe. So that is one thing key knowledgeable advisor. Rahe. If he is managing an X part of your assets, and if you ask him a Y part for a question for a Y part, he should be able to answer that Y part, even though not. But if he has knowledge, he should be able to answer ki iska kya resolution hai or what is the score. Like so knowledge ek part. Hai. Trust part of his credibility, his past track record, number of clients he manages. So it is tough to find one. I understand that. But if you don't engage, you won't find. Next question.
1: So well, you mentioned right now that you advise HNI and uh, like NRI. And sometimes you have also seen ki unke portfolio there is no logic in portfolio. Like, there are random investments. So just building on that, uh, are there any common patterns that you have observed in uh, your clients portfolios especially like nri portfolios if you can speak to that specifically pe, like you kind of see that with a new client and you're like here client ko tha, ko like some of some common patterns which may be good which may be bad that you commonly observe in people who come to you for help
2: Yeah, there are. insurance. Ek dekha hai. So a lot of NRIs go for random insurance plans and mostly traditional plans. I don't know why they do that. And there is a specific company, I would like not like to name it out, but India. Oh. Mein, it is a behemoth. So uh, I don't know why NRIs prefer that. Either they like safety or something, but then there are random random investments there. And annual premiums of roughly 5-10 oh. lakh rupees. Go there. Uh, the returns are XIRR is roughly like 5 6%. They are comfortable with that, even sub 5%. So, that is one randomness which I found. And second okay. is real estate. So, a lot of NRIs in the Middle East, and it might depend on individual investment risk profile. They might like real estate or be comfortable with it, but I'm just saying that NRIs real estate may be very invested. So that is one thing which I found, insurance and real estate. Otherwise, they, a lot of NRIs do have capital market exposure. Equities, mutual funds, that is okay. But what I tell to NRIs is the same thing. structure clear. If you are investing in real estate also, if you are investing in, let's say, an endowment plan also, if you are investing let's say, a term insurance or whatever be, are you clear in your head that investment has if you are clear then everything is fine. Endowment plan is okay. but you should be sure of the return expectation, right? the return that you will get, the amount that you are getting, the risk you are taking. All that should be very clear to you. But randomly नहीं करिए, a specific purpose रहना जरूरी Wealth creation hai, creation <laughs> If you are like कोई goal है a goal rahi. Or anything works. Uh,
1: for people who might not know, do you want to quickly and briefly explain the difference between a traditional endowment plan and a term plan?
2: Dictionary definition is you pay a premium to the life insurance company. If something happens to you, you get the sum assured. Right? That is the very, very basic definition. This definition product You pay the company a premium. The company gives you a sum assured, one crore, two crore, three crore, whatever you opt. If something, God forbid, happens to you, you your family gets the lump sum amount or in monthly mode or whatever mode you would like them to get. And endowment plan, the concept is that you pay for X number of years. After those X number of years of payment, you get money back in, let's say, the next X number of years, Y number of years. So let's say you pay for 15, 20 years and baad mein you get the payout number of years. So, those are like endowment plans, and retirement age is generally 60, 50, 60. Tak. Yeah. So, I think insurance, if you want to do an endowment plan, sizable cover. In term insurance, mein you yeah. can offer one in crores and on a negligible premium. Mode. Endowment plans, mein even if you are paying a good amount of premium, the cover size will be less. So ideally, if you are insuring yourself, make sure that you have a term insurance first. And I think you guys have highlighted in your earlier podcasts ki term insurance. So that is actually true. Endowment, if you have some purpose of endowment that time ke baad mujhe itna paisa And you also need to keep in mind the time value of money. That is a concept which very few people understand. But four percent is 4% lagta hai hai. But 4% after 30 years makes no sense. So, time value of money is a concept which you uh, would like to keep in mind that time, is worth it as Right. Very interesting.
1: And just because we are on, on this topic of term insurance, what is a typical amount that you would advise someone to get as some
2: assured for a term insurance plan? 10 times of the is? This is the thumb rule. And with liabilities plus liabilities, if any, this is the thumb rule. But ideally, if you are young, you can offer a higher amount of cover because if jata hai because your premium gets logged as a fixed. So, if it th- And does this rule apply equally to resident and non resident Indians? No, in case of NRIs, the calculation will differ in the sense that let's say the NRI income okay. abroad is 1 crore. When he comes to India, the income reduces because mark-to-market, yes. mark-to-market yes. So then, In what is the job market Let's say NRI comes here, and I have seen cases. Let's say NRI comes here, salary and taxation differences. So here, suppose 70 lakhs income come out. 70 pay you straight away, uh, subtract 30%, in hand is roughly 50 lakhs. So, 1 crore in hand would be like 80 lakhs or something. Singapore, I think it would be roughly 90 lakhs. So, here's wow. 50 lakhs in hand, there 90 lakhs in hand. There is roughly 50, 40%, 45% difference. So, 10 times on the income, most likely, That is the base case scenario. If he thinks that I NRI and income I can offer higher cover, which he definitely can. He should take it. He should take that. But commensurately, premium will So, he should also think that premium will Payment karna India mein right. possible. Ya that will be comfortable. And, and, the, uh, and, think, and the time frame display insurance layer makes sense. Okay. Last question on insurance, and then we'll move on to another topic.
1: Should an NRI consider an insurance plan in India or in the foreign country or both?
2: I think India, the insurance plan will mostly solve its purpose because. These plans are by default global plans. As in, if there is uncertainty abroad, for that particular investor, so the insurance company won't deny anything. So let's say he takes the insurance in India, he lives in, let's say, US, and you. So the insurance company here will only ask for specific documents, which are you know dependent on that economy, as in that country, like. Some certificate from US or whatever. Just say, pe, India pe certificate hota hai. Kuch aur hota ho. So, those specific documents laghe, but then the company will pay out this. So, it is like a global cover and mostly his insurance here should solve his purpose. If he says that I'm India hi nahi and I'm very sure that I'll stay abroad, then he may offer one there. But he should be very sure ki because wo insurance, let's say, you take from a prudential. You come to India, prudential can okay. office name. Okay. So that operational hurdle, if you can be comfortable with, and if you have somebody there who can do the ops part, claims part and stuff, that makes sense. But to mm-hmm. India which reasons se permanently and your insurance is of prudential. I don't know how many people understand the ops I, part there.
1: I think that's a very important distinction. And- it
2: basically, depends on your plan. Because I can go to an say you know, office here and say Ki mera insurance hai, yeah. mujhe batao, wo batao. I can travel to Singapore ka yeah. Prudential and say that do this and do that because after you, the claim responsibility is on okay. your relatives, right? So you need to keep that in mind. Operation. The operational part is what is the least
1: hassle for them to obtain that
2: claim, basically. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great insight. All right, cool. So earlier you mentioned that like one of the things you often find yourself repeating is that your investment plan make logic logic, a purpose. Right? Like, if you endowment plan, will a clear reason. And then even an end- endowment plan is fine. So continuing on that theme, what are some pieces of advice that you find yourself repeating most frequently with, with your clients and specifically NRIs if you can talk about that also.
2: Yeah, the <laughs> same thing <theme> actually. <laughs> because see, hi across investors, as in across NRIs, NRI mm-hmm. you resident, bol lo, everybody is your own being. In that, the structure I tell my investors, all investors' ki structure is And second thing, NRIs, uh, the one concern concern that is always there is that he or she might not stay in that job or even change geographies or come back to India. This concern is not happening in Accordingly, I tend to focus more for NRIs on the liquidity part. They should not be illiquid. If he or she needs some amount there suddenly, if they are changing geographies or if they are coming back to India or whatever income differential is there, then liquidity should be there enough so that those things are taken care of. Otherwise, if you end up in an asset where a liquidity issue, hai, and again taxation is a matter hai because let's say Middle East, mein, there is no country-specific taxation also and there is no global taxation also so singapore me there is country specific taxation but there is no global taxation as investments in global assets india mein, <clears throat> there is taxation in india and also on global investment so taxation consideration is very important liquidity consideration is very important geographical consideration is very important DTAA you should understand double taxation avoidance agreement that is one thing which is very important so all these aspects need to be considered specifically for NRAs. And uh, yeah, so depending on that, the investment option is, and, and the, uh, you know, coming back to yeah. India is one point, geographical switch, so all these need to broadly be considered. And currency, yeah, yeah I forgot that. Currency yeah. bhi ek matter hai ki, currency, depreciation and all that also needs to be considered for arriving at a particular final investment
0: I will just interject to let the listeners know that there is a YouTube channel where we has videos on a lot of these topics, short videos, so that and we'll put that in the show notes that that can be accessed for concept understanding, like DTW. Absolutely.
1: Thanks for calling that out. Uh, I have, I've seen a couple of those videos. Uh, I think you get you explain the concepts. Very clearly and very simply. So thanks for running your channel. All right. So coming back to that topic around like you mentioned a bunch of different factors, right? And obviously, like as a layman, I was feeling overwhelmed when you were explaining ki achha, DTAA b or currency ka risk bhi dekhlo, taxation b and exposure portfolio ka dekhlo, and India versus foreign case market may it I don't think I have the time or the capability to actually be able to do that, right? And that's one of the reasons why I try to work with advisors as much as I can because I don't trust myself to make the right decision. If you were to give advice to a general NRI, ideal portfolio hai, mota mota is there such a thing as an ideal portfolio, first of all? And if there is, what would be something jo you broadly up. as an nri aapka kaam chal let's say let's, let's assume this nri is living in singapore
2: हाँ. So, as yeah. a blanket portfolio okay. it वैसे नहीं again individual variation but i will give you for the listeners sake, i give you a brief idea ki. Insurance part everybody should have a term insurance, that is the basic, as you yeah. said in earlier podcasts. Health insurance health insurance may the country that you are in there should be one, and India maybe there should be one because you are young right now. in uh, India may miljata, bad means, at the age of fifty. Now I want a term insurance. So a lot of things come into play. Pre-existing disease, so waiting period might end up. So you might end up with the waiting period in your insurance. So, india make health insurance, I think should be good enough. There one health insurance, term insurance ka cover. This is on the insurance side. Second, emergency fund, hona chahiye, basic. depending on what your liabilities are, what your current EMI is and stuff. Are. If your EMI is going in SGD, you should have one there. One for your family here and other likewise. So, insurance, ho gaya, emergency fund, ho gaya. Then, then comes key, jo goal based investments are If you are married, if you have kids, you have specific investments hai, which are continuing and which you aim not to touch till their goal gets reached. Ek cheez hona and after that, if all these three things are met, then you can go for wealth creation part you have surplus amount now. Do I deploy and how do I make yeah. maximum return? So, yeah, so this is a broad, you know, structure which they can follow. We, will complexity here products Where should they invest so that they get the maximum tax benefit as in post-tax returns, maximum return. And, yeah, so so this is the broad structure on which they can.
0: This is the end of part one of the episode we will continue next week with part two thank you for listening in and stay tuned